see that. Bro. Touchdown. Right. All right. Or what? Oh, no, you, you may be the host. All right. Well, hang on. No, I still can't record. Uh, I'm getting Oh, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. This recording at the top left. Well, this right here would be enough man. entertainment for the whole podcast. The three of us figure out. All right, man. I think I got it. I think. Got it. I think. Yeah, I'm on the ship. Are we live or not? Gucci. What's up? Is it good? Man, my Wi Fi is not working right now. You still got me? There we go. Yeah, I got you. So we are live right now. Coach, you're muted, bro. <laughs> Where's your audio at? Yo, we had uh, we were having problems with the connection, so I'm gonna just I might be in and out this meeting, but it's no disrespect. Blame it on Comcast. It's all good, man. We're all good with some live outtakes. It's all right. <laughs> right. Man. Yeah, no doubt. Man, we have to have the one, the only internationally known brother Jay with us here today. How are things going in South Florida right now? Well, in South Florida, in relation to the state, uh, the, the virus, the the heat, what we what we referenced. Bro, everything all around, man. Everything on what we're experiencing now socially, what we're experiencing with the pandemic. How things first of all, how to get ourselves together? It's a resting period, but it's very active with the church and different things like that. You know, my kids are getting pretty big, they they keeping me busy, bro. Uh, you know, as they get bigger, they got more, they're another level, bro. But uh, as far as the social issues, man, I, if I'm being honest, bro, I, I've been I've been really resting and really praying, trying to, trying to keep praying. Ministries for people. And, uh, sure. Man, when you see stuff like this happening, it's it's the only word that comes to mind. Get very angry, angry, tired. Absolutely. absolutely, George Floyd, and absolutely, without hesitation, that should be all of our response as we watch that video. It was so heartbreaking, so devastating, and nobody, nobody, no police officer, no politician, nobody should have that kind of power to be able to do that freely without consequence and accountability. I'm glad to hear that the officer was arrested. I'm hoping that they arrest the other officers that stood by and contributed and or just allowed it to happen because somebody should have stepped in that was wearing a badge. There were way too many officers around for nobody to step in and handle business like that. So as you watch that video, and I know that, that you've been very vocal about it on Facebook and on social media and I've loved your posts because you articulate so well how you're feeling and I, I hear you bro I, I do I think that more people in in my part of, of the world and in my community need to speak up whenever we see things like this happen because it does have to be a unified front that we stand up against these type of social injustices and, and it's something that 
that we should be very loud on and we should quickly respond to. So tell us a little bit more in depth as you had time to talk. Now, obviously, right in the, or I should say think, right in the moment, we say whatever comes to our heart, whatever comes to our mind, rightfully so. And I don't think that any of your feelings necessarily have changed, nor should they have. But just tell us a little bit about what you're feeling right now in regards to the George Floyd situation. Man, it's been hard, bro. I'm not gonna lie. It's been real hard because um, a lot of people want to point to the details that you don't see in the video. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, more information is coming out about the case and it's all still pointing to a horrific, nasty, disgusting, it's, it's, a, it's a sick, uh, bro. How I'm feeling right now, you know, the other day when I wrote, let me start with that. The other day when I seen the video, it was Tuesday afternoon that I seen the video. Um, I couldn't even post. I'm being honest. I almost went numb emotionally because I've seen it so much in my life. Um, the abuse of, of force, um, the unnecessary profiling, um, the stereotypes, um, you know, sirens coming behind the car, you know, seeing cops when you're walking home, uh, there, there's always been this, this, for lack of better words, fear um, that subconsciously creeps in when law enforcement is ever around, bro. And there's, there really has never been much respect for law enforcement coming from where I come from. Uh, not because, I don't think it's because there's no desire to respect the badge. The badge never respected the community. It never respected the people. Uh, and there's ne- there never really been a, a fair um, response from law enforcement to black people, to the black community. Uh, and when I say black community, I'm speaking very generally to many people that fall in that category of minorities, if, if I'm being honest, Hispanics, um, Haitians, um, Jamaicans, you name it, ethnicities, they, they all fall under that, that color cloud, if you will. And their, their social status, all of those things, these are social injustices that we're seeing. And it's, it's really equality. We're, we're fighting to be uh, treated equally, right? But what we are seeing is an oppression on Black people specifically, um, because you don't really see that very, very often in other race groups and different things like that or um, color groups. So when I seen the post, I had to literally force myself to identify why I went emotionally numb because I'm seeing it and the first emotion was anger and within seconds I just went completely blank like I I, I had meetings that day that I was going into which mind mind you uh, that there was primarily white people um, and I, I have to face people you know and many of them probably hadn't even seen the video yet but you have seen the history you have seen the things that have happened you know what's going on but until people see it they don't really have no feeling about it. They don't really want to engage the topic. Uh, and even when they do see it, they just write it off as a, another sad occurrence. But that's not another sad occurrence when somebody's mom, a black mother, is bearing another black man or a black... That, like they, there's this passion, bottom line, that began to surge in me, not just with George Floyd, but, you know, we had the Ahmaud Arbery, we had Breonna. We, we have all these people that just in a few short months, bro, no matter what the details were, they've been killed. They've, they've lost their life. 
we want justice, but you can't even trust the system. You know what I mean? And so there, there's a lot of those emotions. And so when I, I seen the video and I tried to process it, I was numb immediately. Uh, and then I came out of that maybe a few hours later and I really began to feel feelings of, of rage. I wanted to cry. Um, I didn't want to go to work. I didn't want to be around people. Um, and if, if I was going to be around people, I wanted to be around my people. I didn't want to be around um, white people, if I'm being brutally honest, bro. And it's not because I don't have love for my white brothers. There's some people in my life, many people, Pete, you're one of them, man, uh, that I respect, that I love, that I know I understands or seeks to understand where I'm coming from uh, and where people that have been through this sort of thing has been through, but has also shown me love throughout the years that I, I genuinely have a heart for. But I didn't have any any space for that in the moment. And I knew that wasn't right. And so I had to really take that to God and be like, man, why am I feeling this? It's because I'm still seeing the same things happening and it's happening so much that I literally had zero tolerance for it. The stuff we look past every day, whether it's something to do with equality um, or, or the, the statuses and the rights of, of black people, um, Man, it was really hard. So the next day when I wrote that post on Facebook, I had actually had time to process. And I'm a pretty quick processor. So I, I, I had to process how do I respond as not only a black man, but as a child of God, because to me, that's the highest honor that I have is to be a child of God. Uh, and he died for humanity. He died for humanity. And so this is an attack on humanity, to be brutally honest. But to, to be clear, God has a love and a passion for black people just like he does for all people yes but an attack on black people is an attack on all people like we are people right and so we've seen those things being said and and man i'm in that that mode of feeling like something's got to give and the the quote that that's sticking with me right now today on saturday now about four days later uh, is from martin luther king he said uh, something in regards to in the end um it's not our enemies voices um how did he say it? Um, in the end, we will we'll remember. I can't remember. Not the we'll we won't remember the words of our enemies, but we'll remember the silence of our friends. Is what he said. In the end, we'll remember. We won't remember the not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. And so I'm looking around after writing my post, and I'm waiting to see what my what my friends are doing. What what do they have to say? Many of them are taking the, the silence route. You know what I mean? They, they think, oh, I'm not going to speak into this. I don't have all the details. That tells me more than enough. That tells me more than enough, bro. And that's honestly been more hurtful to me than anything else. It's like, you really believe with that privilege, because that's what it is to me. It's a privilege to be able to look at a video like that. Many people get upset about dogs being treated bad, get upset about animals being mishandled. They get upset about a lot of things and they post about political stuff. This is not a political issue, bro. No. You feel me? This isn't a political issue. This is an attack on people, black people, many of which are in the communities of all of this. Bro, the silence of my friends is honestly the thing that's killing me the most right now. So that's where I'm at. Gotcha. And I can't speak to the silence of your friends. I, I know this all the way from Ahmaud Arbery to Breonna Taylor and then over to now George Floyd, there has seemed, from my perspective, there has seemed to be pretty much a universal outcry 
that this is this is not right and that we cannot stand for this. Now, you know, one of the things that, that I'm kind of troubled by, by what's happened with the George Floyd case, because I think all of these cases deserve equal amount of attention, outrage from Americans, whether that be from the black community, white community, across all communities, Americans should be outraged by a lot of this. I feel like the Breonna Taylor situation has kind of been uh, overlooked. Now, I know that it didn't really have a lot of time before the George Floyd uh, murder took place. However, I do feel that, you know, forget the feeling, I, I know what I know. No-knock warrants are a terrible injustice on all Americans. And one of the things that's very troubling to me is that police in plain clothes broke into somebody's house and started shooting. Now, I know that they were fired on, but they were fired on rightfully so. You understand what I'm saying? They were fired on rightfully so. If I'm a licensed, and I am a licensed gun owner, and somebody breaks into my house, plain clothes, officer's clothes, whatever, if I don't know who you are coming through my door, you are getting fired on. I don't care who you are. Because there's stories every single day of officers or people impersonating officers using that to break into homes and attack people. And whenever that happened, that, that man had every right to fire on whoever was coming through his door. Not to mention, it was sickening to me that they arrested the man for attempted murder. Now, I know that the charges have since been dropped, but it's very troubling to me that any government official, any police officer would break into somebody's home. But the tragic thing for me in all of this, George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, is this. While we're sitting here crying out for justice for them, which we absolutely should be doing, what breaks my heart is that their justice is coming way too late. It angers me and it infuriates me that we're having to do this after the fact. We're having to do this after they've already lost their lives because they didn't get that chance for justice while they were alive. And that's what sickens me. That's what breaks my heart. They should have had that. And I feel like in the, in the, especially in the George Floyd case, there was opportunity for them to get, for him to get justice before he was killed. Because like I said, there were other officers standing around. I absolutely 100% hear your heart on this issue, brother. And, and I'm, I'm just letting you know that I'm standing with you. I know that there's a lot of people standing with you on that. But as a leader, let me ask you this, because you're a leader, not only in the black community, you're a leader in the church community, in the South Florida community. You're a leader that a lot of people look up to of a lot of different races. What would you suggest going forward is, and you can just start with one because that's where it all starts with is just one. Where would you suggest we start as far as solutions go? Is it in the voting booth? Is it in protests, peaceful protests? How, how would you suggest that we proceed forward and not just as a black man, but as Americans, as white people, as Hispanics, Asians, people from all different communities? What would you suggest is the first solution right now? Man, I would suggest, I would suggest as a leader, a, a spiritual leader at that, which I'm honored to, to even to even say that. Um, 
starting your circle group, starting your, starting your your sphere of influence right where you are. Like, if you, I don't, I hate to sound weird about like what people are posting because I have had some of my white friends reach out to me and, um, you know, ask questions and then what can I do to to what can I do? What can I do? And, and I tell them research and respond. Know your stuff, do your research, and then respond accordingly, whether it's online or see. But I would tell people as a leader, step one is to speak up or to start in your circle group, like right in your circle, start the conversation like you would talk about anything else, like you would check anything else. Check in on the people around you in the circles that you're in. When you see certain issues, when you walk in the stores, when you see people hold on to their purse a little tighter when they're walking through a certain area or past a certain person, question that. Not, not in an aggressive way, but in the same way I would ask my friends, you know, when I take them somewhere that they've never been before, hey, man, what, what was that feeling? Like, what, what's up? Like, you good? Everything all right? You safe, bro? You all good? Trust me, you good. You know, it's little stuff like that that can begin to break some of that negativity that makes itself mainstream if you're engaging in your circle, bro. Like, just... Just start speaking up. Don't be afraid to speak up. Talk yeah, in your yeah. circle. So, yeah, you're talking about provoking people to a deeper thought process than just what their underlying and maybe even subconscious prejudices will bring about. And I think that that is a very good, good way to proceed forward. And I agree with that, man. You, you can only control what you can control. If you spend too much time obsessing over everything that's going on in the world, you will drive yourself crazy. We all will. But we can all control a certain group of things. We can all influence a certain group of people. And if you focus on what you can control, you're much more likely to bring forth effective, impactful change. So I think that's very good and sound advice. Coach, I want you to speak to that very same issue because you're a very strong leader. Again, just like Brother Jay here, in the church community, in the black community, I know a lot of people that look up to you from all races. So what would you say to that same question? Uh, well, one, starting your survey group is, is awesome. I mean, we, uh, sure. we overlook the influence that we have on people. I do it all the time. Um, sometimes we look at it as a negative thing or you just try to run from that responsibility. Uh, however, just as being in a relationship with people, we we set that those standards, like, you know, what's cool and not cool around you. I love what Jay said, just like, you're gonna check on the ones you love, your, your, your kinfolk, your people, your family, whatever. Like, if you're walking around with them, like the first thing I'm gonna do is like, fam, you good? Like, yo, like, yo, relax, dog. Like, like it's cool, man. It's, it, you, you'll see, cause it's those people you know. And I, I just say that, just like, just the people that you know. I can't, speak for like everybody I know um, on what they would do in every situation. Um, hopefully, hopefully they can do like they can with me and have an idea of how I would respond with stuff. But at the same time, I don't know what people would do. I would like to think I'm not hanging around with any, with any racist people, um, any bigots, anybody that's just going to totally just write off somebody. I would like to think that I hang out with people that, um, that treat humans as such, like that are kind to human beings in general. Um, um, that's what I would like to think. With that said, I know everybody is, is you know, we're people, we're flawed. Um, just a solution, live it, man. Like this is, people see what they see, you know? And then to a point they see what you allow them to see. Um, 
and I try to be as authentic as possible. And I say, I try to be honestly, I don't like, that's just how I do. Like, I don't, I'm not sitting there, let me be real today. You know, it's just like, I just need you to have some morals. Uh, I think we all should do that and, and live that stuff, man. Like I, I'll give you a case in point. I brought this up to you, um, you know, on a side note when we were talking, we have a lot of side notes. Um, so this is a dude in our neighborhood and he has a, he has a Trump, 2020 sign and he puts it like there's an intersection so what you see is his backyard and, and this big old flag which is dope man i got love for the presidents you know them cats they need they need support and as soon as you get elected half of the country that didn't vote for you is going to hate you so it's like every year i find myself in that same role of like yo i'm rooting for not say the underdog but i'm, I'm rooting for these cats to do their do their job and, and don't use me as a scapegoat it's not supporting you but you know, one of the first things I thought, especially around this time, is like I'm pulling up and I'm seeing this sign at, uh, you know, Sunday morning. You know, you know our routine is Sunday morning, Jay, you know, early a.m. going into church, you know, getting it right for, for the people. Uh, really, it starts way before Sunday morning. But I, I'm at the stop sign, I see this sign, I'm just like, like, dang, you know, Trump got a lot of votes on evangelical Christians. And like i feel like that banner should be more appropriately you know be love you know you should have that christian banner more so and i'm not i'm cool whatever flag you're you're, you're waving but i'm saying is just live that like most of the trump supporters are i would say are christians but how many of them are going to church you know and just because i play a hypocrite hypocrite role all the time doesn't mean i shouldn't call out like like jay was saying doesn't you need to be silent um like you can't, I can't rep Jesus and not follow him. You know what I mean? I can't, I, I can't be a, a follower of Christ, but never see him or never look for him or never hold myself accountable to him or a, a godly authority in a human form in my pastor. And, you know, the, the words that, that pastor Willis says, you know, the doctor, that, that stuff, you know, echoes to me throughout my day. Uh, the, the, the words that like my dad used to say uh, that echoes through me out the day and the people that I follow uh, that, that godly influence, like I adhere to those things. I don't, I'm not perfect to it. Uh, the stuff that I read in my Bible that, that echoes to me and I, I live based off of that. And it's just like, like be 100. Like if you're going to live based off of a principle, live based off that principle. And I mean, and I'll, and I'll close it like this. Uh, I want, I mean, just, yeah, really, I'll, I'll leave it at that, man. Just, just be, just do you like, really like if you're not to say if you're going to be racist, be racist, but like, I'm not, even if you are like, that's you. Like if you're just like that heartless dude that don't care about people, that's just waiting to get the upper hand on somebody. I'm trusting that guy's going to deal with you. Um, I don't need you to uh, reveal yourself. Um, but I am encouraging people just to, to fight that battle on the on the right battleground you know what i mean like uh because that's a real feeling like you know you'll watch movies like i think brandon said a couple weeks ago you watch movies and all of a sudden i can't deal i can't deal with white people for like you know 15 minutes you know i can't think of any movies honestly i don't really watch them anymore because like just same thing like with a scary movie I don't, I don't put that stuff in front of me too much but it's just like don't let your response be against people just know that this has been going on for a minute and um, it's not going to get fixed until we start 
you know, following the answer, man. Like Jesus, I mean, I'm pointing people to Jesus as I know y'all all do. And, uh, and in doing so, I'm pointing myself. And it's just like, I see people protesting. I see people doing all these things. Um, and I support that. I'm, I'm all for, you know, the systems we have in place, but we got like a higher authority that we just skip over until it gets to be the worst case scenario. And it's just like, you know, if you just tend to what we're doing more appropriately throughout your day, like we're raising up these people. Jay said it like, these are your family members. These are your friends. Like we're raising up these people. And all I can think is like, this is a dude that, that wasn't loved by people that wasn't, uh, that, you know, these four people that, that never had an opportunity where somebody would, you know, just, uh, just any, any kind of godly view in them would, would stop them, influence them or whatever, uh, or they strayed away from it. I don't know. I'm not trying to find a reason behind it, but I just know that the answer is, it's in, it's not, I'm not going to say it's in the church. It's, it's in the church as in us being, being the church, like, you know, being the spirit holders. And, and just moving on what the Lord have us to do rather than what we're sitting there urged to do is in fleshing out on people. I'm exhausted, man. Like this, this, this is, this is just the newest, the newest thing. And it's exhausting to me. Like, uh, but at the same time, Jay and, and, and Pete, like it's, it's, uh, I say exhausted, you know how it is. Like you're, you're working on something, but you're not going to stop. I'm not going to quit. Like quitting's not an option. It's not getting fixed by quitting, but, but it is, it is, uh, it has worn on me uh, and is wearing on me. And, uh, but it's cool. Like, you know, I'm getting my second win. Praise God. And it's going to be, it's going to be what's going to be. Um, that's why I got my, I love you. Can't make me hate you shirt on. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pressing on. So. Absolutely. And I think that one of the things that you said there right there towards the end about not quitting is very important. Uh, one of the things that I've heard, one of my favorite commentators on the Second Amendment is a man named Coleon Moore. And he was in a conversation, a debate rather, with because uh, he's African-American. He was in a debate with another African-American. And the one he was arguing with was talking about how they keep on voting and they keep on doing it and all these elections happen, but nothing ever changes. To which Nor just responded by saying, listen, I just wouldn't race to quit. So, you know, I'm going to keep on voicing my opinion, keep on making my vote count until the day that I die, because that's part of the fight. And I think that we should make that part yeah. of the fight. We should be at the ballot box together every single election. I do agree with, with Brother Jay. This is not a political issue. This is definitely a moral issue. This should transcend politics. This should transcend Republican versus Democrat, liberal versus conservative, right versus left. It should absolutely transcend that. And one of the things that I have been a little bit encouraged by over the last week is that it has seemed to transcend that because I have a lot of Republican and a lot of Democrat friends, a lot of lefts, a lot of rights, a lot of conservatives, a lot of liberals. And it seems to me for the most part, universally, people have come out and spoken out against this and have demanded justice and have demanded the arrest and charge of the, the officers involved and not just the one that was kneeling on his neck, but all the officers that were involved, including the one that was standing by and just allowed it to happen. Here's what I want to ask both of you real quick, because I, I can see that the clock is already running up on us a little bit. Is it? Oh, snap. Really, really. It's just Nine Bro, when you're with people you love and enjoy, bro, that's just the way time goes, man. 
So I know the, I'm sitting here watching that clock because I'm like, man, if I'm late to get those kids, man, I'm not going <laughs> to So what I want to ask from both of you real quick is this one very important question to this podcast of what we try to do is we try to encourage people. We try to give people some type of inspiration and another reason to wake up tomorrow morning and face the day not only with a spirit of victory, but with a smile, with gladness, with joy. And it's so difficult during times like this, during times like the pandemic, whenever so much of the country has been shut down and people are losing their jobs, people are losing their businesses, other people are losing their loved ones, very troubling times. But in response to this specifically, the George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery case, what would you say to give hope specifically to the black community, what would you say to them to, to maybe point their attention towards something that they can actually have some hope in and look forward to the future? I'll start with you, Brother Jake. Um, I don't know, I like Martin Luther King quotes. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'd say to the black community, we, we, we've been here before. We've been here for a long time. Um, we want the time to come where this is over. Today is way better. We're standing on the shoulders of, of men and women that came before us, uh, not just black, but white as well. You look at those, those peaceful marches and different things like that that were going on. Uh, you know, there was black and white in those images. There was, there was many different ethnicities rep represented in those ethnicities or in those races or, or uh, marches, excuse me. Um, man, the time is always right to do what is right is what I would say. And so, uh, man, do what's right. Not, not what feels good in the moment. Like we, we got to do better. We take the higher road. We know better, um, because we know, we know truth. Uh, my scripture tells me to keep pressing towards the mark of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. And so, you know, this, this fight for, for equality, this fight for justice, this fight for, for uh, you know, all people, black people to be uh, respected and honored and not beaten and killed like dogs in the streets. Um, man, this is a cry for, for the blood of Jesus Christ to, to literally invade the earth, the love of Jesus Christ to literally invade the earth. And the only way for you to allow that to happen, you can't drive it out with hate. You can't drive it out with fighting. You can't do that. You got to allow love to do what love does. And it, I know you said one thing, but let, let me mention this. I was watching um, Judah Smith the other night. I love Judah Smith. Uh, he, he's very strong in speaking out about stuff like this, even with considering his status in the, the spiritual community. Um, he, he jumps on. He, he made a statement, and it's, it's going to stick with me for a long time. He said uh, he had heard a quote before. He said, you know, this isn't a political issue. You can't legislate the heart of man, is what he said. You can't legislate the heart of man. Only, only God can do that. Only God can, can systematically change the heart of man. And I think that should be something that plays in our mind. No, no amount of protesting, no amount of rioting, no amount of looting is going to change the heart of someone. You're going to see people write posts that are white. You're going to see people who are, who are black write posts. It's going to be by their fruit that we truly know. This is a day-to-day, -day, like, like Coach just said, this is a day-to-day -day thing. We got to live this thing out every single day. And so, man, uh, the time is always right to do what is right. Do what's right. Keep pressing on to, towards the mark. And remember why we do this. We're not citizens of America. We're citizens of another world, man. And we got to trust that God's going to live through us 
but we also have Amen. to do our part in moving action. Amen. Coach, you want to Man, I'm, to I'm about to run a lap, man. 100. <laughs> you definitely encouraged this black man today. All right. Y'all know where I was at, man. Um, I would, uh, without too many coaches, man, I, I just tell them, trust God, do work. I mean, that's, that's uh, the hardest thing to do at times is just to, to believe God is. And, uh, and if I'm believing that he is, like this stuff is going to, going to get at me for the appropriate time. Like it's okay to, to, to feel however you're feeling. Um, Jesus knows how you're feeling. You know what I mean? That, like that's an okay thing. Um, and he will get the glory out of it. And I got to play my part in that. So I got to get back to work and, um, and just trust it, that everything that, that we're going through um, is, uh, you know, he's going to work it out in our, in our favor. Um, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's it. And you know, as, as we're losing this audio, as this video connects, I know y'all can still hear me, but, um, but that's it. And, and, and I'll, I'll say this too, that there's more, there's way more people for you than, than against you. Mm -hmm. We're looking at the, we're looking at the few and, uh, it's, it's easy cause it's, it's right there in front of us, but man, believe it. There's way, you might not see them. You might not hear them and they might not act the way we want them to act, but there's way more people for us and against us. And right. I think we just need to go out and be for somebody. Uh, cause there's some, there's people feeling how we're feeling right now and they need to be encouraged and need to be supported. And, and like you said earlier with influence in that circle, uh, be for somebody and, and invite people in as much as possible. I think on that last podcast, I talked about a little bit how we don't even say hi to people anymore. It's so easy just to walk by somebody and not even acknowledge their existence. And I do yeah. it all the time because it's easier for me. Uh, sure. like just get used to putting, putting faces back on people, you know, like seeing, seeing people, seeing what God sees in them. And, and prepare ourselves to, to do that more often. But, um, you know, in a, in a nutshell, be encouraged, uh, put in the work in the right places, meaning trust God and, and live out how he wants you to live. And it's gonna make a difference, you know? Like we'll, we'll see it either now or we'll hold on to our faith. And he's gonna say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Amen. Absolutely, I think that both of those both of those points are very great. Uh, I love what Pastor Jay reminded us of, that this is not our home. We're just passing through. We're not citizens of America first. As Christians, we're citizens of the kingdom of God first. And I love America. I still think it's the greatest country on earth. And I love the American ideas. I wish that they applied equally across the board. And that's what we're fighting for, is that those type of liberties and freedoms do apply across the board. And I think that's very important. And for me, to the, to the people of the white community, I, I would say, you know, to be encouraged in, in the fact that, you know, we are making progress towards the right resolutions, but I would encourage everybody in my community to say, by saying this, listen to what, listen to what my two brothers here said today. Listen to what your neighbors are saying today. I encourage you, as brother Jay said earlier, Speak up whenever you see it. Act whenever you see it. Don't just let racism, prejudice, and hatred slide in your presence. Don't be that person. Understand that that person that they're hating, that person that they are directing that type of anger 
towards is your brother, it's your sister, it's your fellow American. And even though they may dress different, have a different culture and all that, none of that matters. At the end of the day, we all believe the same, we all breathe the same. And we are all covered under the banner of love that Brother Zach talked about. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and we all need a savior. That's something that unifies every single person, no matter whether or not you're black, white, Hispanic, whatever you are. We've all been born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and we need a savior. We need to be washed in the blood. So don't just allow somebody to mistreat your fellow brothers and sisters out there. Whether you're at Walmart, at a restaurant, walking down the street, whatever it is, if you see something, just speak up to that. And that doesn't mean, this is one of the things that drives me crazy about, about some folks is, you know, what, what I love about what Brother Zach said earlier was he, talked, he spoke to authenticity. Listen, I've, I've never been one to pander, and I'm not ever going to pander because that's not part of me. If I see something that's right, I'll speak to it. If I see something that's wrong, I'll speak to it. And if that's the way I judge it, and that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right, my assessment's correct, but I know this, I'm not going to pander and pander and be, you know, disingenuous. I grew up and everybody that I hung around was black. That's just, that, those were the people that were in my neighborhood. I got made fun of for it. You know, I got treated unfairly in some situations because of it. But A, that does not validate my opinion. I, that does not validate the way I see race because I still don't know what it's like to be a black man. I still don't know what it's like to have black children. I, still, I don't know what they go through. I, I've never walked in their shoes. I may have walked alongside them, hung out with them. I may have adopt, adopted some of their cultures, man, mannerisms and body language and all that. But that does not equate me to them. I don't know what I don't know what Jay grew up with. I don't know what Zach grew up with. And I'm not going to pander to, to them or anybody else out there, but I am going to be authentic. And whenever I see injustice, I'm going to speak up about it. Secondly, what I would say to white people is listen, man, come on, y'all. Stop acting like we're martyrs for speaking up against social injustice. We, I see a lot of people out there saying that they'll, they'll make a post that they're about to speak up against social injustice and they'll start it by saying, I know that this is going to be an unpopular opinion and it's going to get me criticized and deleted by some people. Stop making yourself a martyr because that makes it about you. And this isn't about right. you. Right now, this is about the black community. This is about a community that is hurting. This is about a community that feels disenfranchised. This is about a community that did just lose somebody in their community and in a very disturbing way and manner. You cannot make this about you. And there's nothing, listen, I, I've seen, Brother Zach and I just recently went to Kenya a few months ago. And shortly after we left, there were Christians drug off a bus and shot in the street for refusing to recite the Muslim prayer. Those are martyrs. We're not martyrs because we speak up. We have a voice. We make up about 72, 73% of the population in America. Who cares if people disagree with you whenever you're speaking out against injustice? Who cares? If that's the way you feel about it, just stay off social media. Shut up. You know, speak up against it, and who cares if somebody deletes you over that? You're not a martyr. They have a right to feel the way they feel, just like you have a right to feel the way you feel. Speak up against it anyways. Just keep on trucking, man. I'm speaking out against it because I believe it with all my heart, and I'm happy to do so. And of course, I've always had the mentality, if you don't like me, well, then that's your right, that's your prerogative. You can delete me, block me, whatever you feel. As a matter of fact, you may be right in the way, in the way you're feeling. I'm okay with that. 
but I'm not going to change who I am for anybody. I'm not going to pander to anybody of any community, and I'm certainly going to stand up against those sort of injustices. So I would say those, those things to them and just say, keep on speaking out against it. Go to the polls. Demand your, your congressmen act differently. Demand that your mayors govern differently. Do whatever you have to do in that. Whenever you see police officers that are abusing their authority, speak out against it. It has to come from us too. It cannot just come from the black community. It has to come from all communities whenever we see this. Because if it's just one portion of society and a portion of society that does not even come close to make up the majority, it's less likely for things to change. But whenever we all speak up against it and say we will not tolerate it, that's whenever you see change. It's the reason why the Arbery killers were arrested after the video got released, because there was universal outcry. It's the reason why they finally arrested and are charging the officer that was kneeling on the neck of George Floyd. I believe it's the reason why Breonna Taylor's fiance or boyfriend or whatever was exonerated on his charges because we saw that and we were like well no we no that's not something that we're going to stand for that's not something that we should tolerate not something we're going to tolerate so speak up speak out and act do not be silent as my brother said quoting martin luther king it's not the voice of our enemies that we're going to remember it's the silence of our friends don't be silent don't be that guy right and be authentic well gentlemen uh man we made good time here today it's and good. I'm looking forward. You know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to the future. I'm Amen. To y'all's future. I know that Brother Jay King has a very bright future. Zach, I know you have a very bright future. And I'm always wearing shades because my future's so bright. So hey, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm good. Hey, before we go though, before we go, I gotta I gotta support Jay though, man. Cause like last time he was talking about wasting time on video games. And I and I left him hanging. <laughs> I left. I left you hanging, Jake. <laughs> what I'm thinking? Come on, man. Knowing the fact that I think that same day I was sitting there doing the same thing. I might drop three hours on Madden, and I and I got up like, dang, you know, <laughs> <laughs> dang, three hours gone. Where'd I spend it? Dang. So right. So listen, not alone, Jay. That's it, man. Also, my Nick, my uh, my old school. What, what was it? The uh, what we talking about the. Nicknames? Nicknames? Oh, I say coconut. I'm not sure if I told you. Mine was coconut head, man. You know, <laughs> they were trying to get me with the with the coconut fuzz. So, so I mean, I had milk duds, a couple of them, man. Where's oh, my Juco, man? So many hey, of them. So you know what time it is. They they know yeah. what to do, bro. They know how to call it. <laughs> Try to cut to the core, man. So, anyways, <laughs> man, I had to, had to throw that in there for the take two, man, for the second interview. <laughs> nice. Uh, Hey, listen, man, I'm finally breaking down to get the PlayStation 4 because we had to sell my kids' play set as we're moving. And uh, one of the things that we talked about getting them in, in place of that was a trampoline. But then the insurance company told me we're going to have to charge you a lot more. And there's some insurance companies that if they find out you have a trampoline in your backyard, they'll drop your coverage. Mm. So I was like, well, we ain't getting them a trampoline, so let's just get them a PlayStation 4. So, Coach, whenever you want to come over and, and, and catch that issue on Madden, you can come catch that ah, issue. But, that's it. That's it. Y'all yeah. know where to find me online. I'll beat you online from Florida. Oh, okay. oh, Listen, oh bro. wait a minute. Jay, what do you think about that CD Lamb pick, though? Bro, you know what it is, bro. Cowboys all day. 
It's a great <laughs> pickup, bro. I'm excited to see him grow and do his thing, man. Bro, what do you think about that, that money, he, though? He, he, what's that? I said, what do you think about that that money Dak's about to see? Bro, he's about talking to $200 million for, for, for what's his name? For uh, He's about to get paid. That's what I know. They need, they need to wrap him up, man. Lock him up. Bro, they're going to. This, this, is, this is the game that Jerry Jones always plays, bro. He always plays this game, man. And by the end of it, his player's going to get paid and the contract's going to be drawn up in such a way that we always have cap room. That's the one thing about Jerry Jones that I love. The man just knows how to work the cap. He's a genius with the cap. And he always knows how to sign players. Now, I wish he'd get out of the coach's business and, and get out of the coach's office mm -hmm. and just let the coach coach. I like Mike McCarthy. I think Mike McCarthy's going to be good for us. But, man, that man does know how to work his business. He's a very smart businessman, so I can't take away. He, he'll, he'll get Dak paid, man. I'm not worried about that. I just hope Dak come out and, and keep doing his thing because, I mean, players get, they get paid and they stop playing. And that, that's – they stop, they stop that grind. You got to keep being hungry. I just hope he stays hungry. Bro, I just – I don't see that happen with him. He just doesn't seem to be built that way, man. I hope Dude, not. Quit's not in him, bro. I've seen the way that guy plays. In the, and the one thing that I like about Dak is, is how hard he plays in the fourth quarter and in big games. The, the man the man will – he'll run through linebackers if he has to. I, I love the way he plays with heart, with soul. And I just think that – the man wants to keep on getting better. So I, I don't see him quitting after he gets a contract. There's a lot of players you can say otherwise about, but I, I don't I don't see the guy just has too much drive, man. I, I don't see him being built that way, bro. Mm. I think we're straight. But, but, Same. Yeah, yeah, I think he'd be good to go. Go get them kids, bro. You about to be in trouble, man. Bro, I'm about, I'm about to start wrapping it up. Listen, brother Jay, I'm so glad that you came on. I'm so glad that you got to speak your heart. Hopefully. Hopefully we get a lot of listens on this podcast. We've been picking up a lot of steam over the last week with my brother speaking on Memorial Day about his service and about some mm -hmm. of his some of his friends in the Marines that were killed in combat. And a lot of people are going through some of those old episodes. So they might hear about the cock and bull. I want you just to be <laughs> for that. You might be getting some things in your inbox questioning your integrity over that. But uh -oh. uh, listen, bro, we're going to have you back on because you're just way too good of a guest. You're know, <laughs> articulating what's on your heart, what's on your mind, and everything translates so well. And people love you, man. You, you got this charisma about you that people Shit. just are attracted to. So we're going to have you back on, bro. I want to thank you for your time. I know you're a very busy man. So we are going to have you back on. Before we do that, we got to have Dr. Willis back on because I cannot get another text about when am I going to be let back on the podcast. Yeah, and the DMs. Appreciate y'all, man. I mean, you're kind, bro. I appreciate y'all having me on. Y'all keep doing your thing, man. Hey, listen, man. I love you. Keep speaking up. Keep speaking up, man. And keep doing your thing, bro. And keep us posted on what's going on in South Sunny Florida. What's up, man? I love y'all, boys. Man, talk to you soon, bro. All right, man. Yo. Later. Man, Yo, we ending it? Is, is it a wrap? Bro, we're about to end it. We got about six minutes. Well, we okay. We're going to use all six minutes. But I will say this, man. I love what my brother was talking about. I love the solution that he came up with. And I love the mm -hmm. way he was articulating how his, what his heart was going through, what his mind was going through, what his emotions were in the immediate aftermath of the killing of George Floyd. And, man, that's why I love having him and Brandon – Johnson on and yourself on uh, as a co-host and as my, my partner in this thing because you guys are so well at articulating 
keeping it real and at the same time keeping it positive. Somehow throughout all this, you guys keep it positive, man. So salute to you guys over there. Yo, man. So, we practice positivity. I'm sipping on it right now, man. I uh, I, I do enjoy uh, Pastor Jay, man. Ooh, man, it's a good conversation. Love it. Love it. Uh, Bro, how could you not? And and really, you know, I have no idea about for uh, about Florida, man. So it's like I'm, I feel like I'm at the beach when I'm talking to him sometimes. Uh, no matter what we're talking about, I feel like I'm chilling. So it's good to go. Bro, I don't know what happens in Florida, but those Florida headlines always get me, bro. You can listen, man. Some of the craziest things you see in Florida, and whenever you see something crazy come through the news, yeah, you automatically think, man, I bet you this is Florida, and you're disappointed when it's not. As a matter right, because you expect yeah. them to do some crazy things. And the crazy part about it is, no matter how crazy those those comments get about Florida, like if someone offers you a trip to Florida, you'd be like, yeah, sign me up. I'm going. Sign me up. When and where? What Florida? The Panhandle? Is a hurricane going on? But I'll still go. No, I won't. Florida, Florida were some of the first beaches they went to during the pandemic. They said, Listen, man, the coronavirus is just gonna have to happen because we're going to the beach. And we've seen the beach. That's it. It's worth yeah. it. It's we've right seen the, the beach in Florida, man. We don't have beaches like that in Texas, bro. No, man. Not not Galveston. They got no. They got dirt, water, and gators apparently in Galveston. So they got gators in Galveston. I saw one, one, one gator. Gator, I'll take I'll take the S off of it. <laughs> that's that's one gator too many for my liking, bro. That that'll keep me away from there, man. I said, well, I'm done. I wasn't gonna go, but I'm done if I if I thought about it. For sure, for sure. Hey, can we do a plug for for Ben and Amanda? Let's shout out to Ben and Amanda, man. If anybody ever wants their kids to be watched, you know, appropriately. <laughs> I mean, not like peeking through a window or nothing, but appropriate watching of your kids. Shout out to Ben and Amanda. They are taking care of our kids right now. My wife's oh, actually left seen... to go pick them up. All right, yeah, man, I'm about to go leave to pick mine up, and we got a big day planned. Um, I'll say this much, man, they got a big enough backyard they can they can watch about 34 of them. Yeah, you can run routes in that thing, man. I think I saw Dez and uh, Dak practicing in there yesterday. Sure, you know what? This will be a good test on whether or not he's actually listening to this podcast like he says he's starting to. You know what? They'll do it all for free. You know, they, they are willing and ready and – you know, you just have to you just have to ask them, hey man, can you watch my kids? And then the next thing you know, they'll be storing them in the backyard, bro. So, so happy about it. I feel like we should give them the number. Should we give them the number? Two eight one eight three zero eight zero zero four. I'll figure that one out. So. <laughs> Listen, All right, man. Bro, hey, man, I appreciate the, I appreciate your time too, man. I'm loving these podcasts. I'm having a good time with them, and I'm looking forward to who we're interviewing next. I'm gonna try to get Dr. Willis on next week, so it all depends on his schedule, though. So looking forward to that. It's gonna be a great time, and Same. you guys keep on speaking up, speaking out, keep it positive, keep loving one another because that's what we're here to do, anyways. Love you guys. Y'all have a great one. Love y'all. Peace. I just realized I'm not touchscreen anymore. <laughs> <laughs>